you can impress from a distance, you can impress people on the stage, um, but the real impact comes up close. And if you're not impacting people up close, if you're not uh, walking with the Lord on a consistent basis, if you're not investing in others in discipleship manners, um, you're never gonna make that true impact up close. Welcome to Cedarville Stories, a podcast sharing meaningful stories of people impacted by relationships and experiences at Cedarville University. Cedarville Stories is brought to you by Cedarville University, where student lives are transformed through excellent education and intentional discipleship in submission to biblical authority. Continue listening to hear the rest of today's story. Now here's your host, Mark Weinstein. Joining me on the podcast are Ashlyn Robinette, Assistant Director of Heartsong Ministries, and Andrew Heil, a student musician with Heartsong. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Good to have you. And I'm interested in, in Andrew's story. Uh, first of all, f- for way of introduction, what's your major and where are you from? So I am a fifth-year BA MDiv student. So I came alongside for the uh, Bachelor of Arts and the Accelerated Track. Okay. Um, I'm from, originally I'm from South Africa, Durban, South Africa. My parents were missionaries there. They were both CU grads, graduated in 1992. Uh, they went on a short-term mission trip overseas, fell in love with the country. Then they were missionaries there. So I was born there, moved to Springfield, Ohio when I was 15 years old. Okay. So you've been in Springfield for a while. Um, how did you hear of Cedarville? Why did you want to come to Cedarville? Yeah. So I grew up. And Cedarville was always at the top of my list because that's where both my parents went. Um, not only that, but they would send, Cedarville would send teams, ministry teams to us. So music teams, puppet teams, other stuff like that. Um, and growing up and seeing all of that, I was thrilled. I thought they were so cool. And that's where I wanted to be. Okay. Well, we're glad you're here. And uh, we'll dive into more of your story in a little bit. But I want to turn over to Ashlyn. And... Uh, so you are the assistant director of Heartsong Ministries. Mm-hmm, that's right. So most of our listeners probably know all about Heartsong, but for those who may not, yeah. what is Heartsong Ministries? Yeah, so Heartsong is comprised of four different touring teams. Um, there's eight students on every team, and we travel the country leading worship in camps and churches, at youth conferences, basically sharing the gospel with students and with um, church members and the people that we interact with, but also telling them about Cedarville and kind of what the Cedarville experience looks like. So what is your role with Heartsong? How do you pull this all together? Yeah, so, I mean, I work with a great team. Um, Brandon Walton, Jim Cato have both been um, working with Heartsong for over 30 years, and so um, they're involved at a high level. And then my role is basically um, booking teams, making sure the events happen, um, working with the teams musically, pulling off the live recording every year, running the social media accounts. Pretty much anything that has to do with Heartsong comes through my office. Um, but we do have a, a very collaborative team with some guys that have been doing this longer than I've been alive. So that's really, really cool. Well, we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Jim Cato would like that. Oh, he loves it. He knows it. <laughs> he probably does. He so. owns it. He owns it. <laughs> so how do you, in your role, advance the mission of Heartsong? What are some things you are actually doing? Yeah, so um, I meet with students on a regular basis, um, kind of in a discipleship, mentorship relationship, especially with the girls on teams. Um, That's a really, really fun part of my job. Um, But a lot of it is in rehearsal talking about how we as worship leaders and musicians can use the talents and gifts that God has given us for his glory and not for ours. A lot of the times with musicians, you want to be on the stage and have all the attention and the bright lights and kind of the notoriety of that. But we spend a lot of time in Heart Song talking about how 
you can impress from a distance, you can impress people on the stage, um, but the real impact comes up close. And if you're not impacting people up close, if you're not uh, walking with the Lord on a consistent basis, if you're not investing in others in discipleship manners, um, you're never going to make that true impact up close. Okay, good good point. Um, take away everything that you're doing, um, and it's very important. What do you like most about your work with HeartSong? I love working with the current students, obviously, but I think what's really, really fulfilling for me is seeing students that have come through the HeartSong program, that have traveled for us, and have learned a lot of these different ministry skills, seeing them then jump into the local church and be serving and plugged in and involved at a high level in their local churches is just really, really encouraging to me. So I love hearing um, stories from alumni and people who have come through our program um, that are now currently serving their churches. That's great, Ashlyn. Uh, let's let's uh, include uh, Andrew in our conversation. <laughs> I'm interested from both your perspectives. So Andrew, we'll start with you. Um, are you able, as a heart song musician, as the leader of or one of the leaders of heart song, able to intentionally disciple team members? Uh, not by just Andrew's own strength, no. Um, but uh, cr- a critical um, part of being a team leader and being on heart song is you're managing uh, and stewarding the ministry on the road of seven team members but also all that equipment you have, the name of Cedarville. So when we're traveling, uh, we're not traveling with our uh, bosses, uh, Jim Brandon and Ashlyn, uh, but we're, we're on our own. And so whether it be through van rides or conversations that happen during meals or during travel, a uh, time that we set aside to meet as a team, um, heart song, way beyond just playing music and just being up on stage, we're trying to equip each other for the work of the ministry, not just for that summer and that school year, but how do we equip people far beyond that, as Ashlyn was saying, to minister in the context of a local church or within their family or their marriage or their kids. Because mm-hmm. um, the gospel is true. The gospel is not just true when we're up on a stage proclaiming it, mm-hmm. but the gospel is a livable reality that includes every aspect of our life, no matter what that is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you on the spot even more. So. Um, does any situation come to mind where you've had an opportunity to really build into the life of one of your musicians in your group? Does anything come to mind in, in this past summer or in, in recent years? Yeah, I can think of a lot. Um, uh, I think uh, one of the coolest things about being, uh, being a team leader on one of these teams is tracking the growth of a team. So you get you get young teammates that come in freshman, sophomore year. They don't know Cedarville. They don't know Heartsong. They've grown up in a Christian home, but have never really uh, had time where God's word has truly penetrated their hearts. And so getting to work alongside of them for a whole year um, and just so many conversations that happen along the way. As you travel as a team, uh, there's going to be conflict that arises um, just because we're imperfect people. Um, but in that, uh, getting to come alongside individuals and how do we, how do we resolve conflict? How do we, uh, sacrifice maybe something that we might want or desire just for the sake of, uh, the ministry as a whole. So yeah, I could think of a lot, a lot of conversations. 
Ashlyn, I yeah. remember you as a student. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, one memory sticks in my mind is, um, I think you were with One Voice. Uh-huh. And um, I was on the trip to Washington, D.C. Yeah. So, so you have a broader experience than Andrew with, with Heart Song. Yeah. How do you get the opportunity to intentionally disciple the students that you're working with? Yeah, I think it's a really, really big privilege to work on staff with a ministry that I traveled on just because I'm not speaking from, I mean, a hypothetical outside experience. Like I've been on the road traveling with teams, working out, like Andrew said, the the conflicts that come when you shove eight people in a van together and expect them to get along and do music and ministry. Um, so it's a really, really unique opportunity um, that I'm kind of able to speak from experience. Um, but I also don't want to like hold that over people's heads and try to think that like I know everything that they're going through. So it's a, it's a fun journey to walk alongside students and have them say, hey, I'm struggling communicating with this person on my team and hearing that and saying, okay, yeah, I struggled to communicate with someone on my team too. Here's how here's what I've learned. Here's how the Lord equipped me to do that. And here's like maybe some tips and some hints of things that you can do. So that's, that's been really, really fun. Good. So Hearthstone has four teams, correct? That's correct. How do you go about scheduling these four groups? And, and, question. Yeah. And, and, well, how I'll much leave time do you have? Uh, we have a few more minutes. <laughs> um, okay. So um, each team travels five weekends per semester. So, for example, Andrew is leading Orange Team. Orange Team will travel five times in the fall, five times in the spring, and then do a 10-week summer tour. Okay. And so I have that for every single team. Um, so when teams come in, obviously there are some people on Hartsong that made it that didn't really realize um, that they were going to be on Hartsong. So especially in the fall, there's some conflicts to work out. Um, but for the most part, because it is a, a job, um, they can work out their schedules to be flexible enough to travel for us. Um, but, yeah, each team does five weekends in the fall, in the spring, and then a 10-week summer tour. And it is a, it's a big puzzle. I mean, you're trying to look at strengths and weaknesses, especially when we first have these new teams. It's like, okay, how can we equip and make sure we're sending the right team to the right place and matching team leaders? And well, How do you do that? Very carefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, some of it is like um, with Andrew, for example, like I would send him to a camp that he's been to before and has experience with. Now, Andrew this year has a new tech guy on his team who hasn't been to all these camps before but because we're pairing Andrew who has experience with somebody new that then will give longevity to our ministry because I can then send that tech confidently next year to the same camp and say hey you've been here before you know what the setup is you now get to train somebody else okay so uh, each team is designated by a color yes so orange what are the other orange red green and blue very creative yeah Uh, was that your idea no it wasn't So during the school year, um, do these teams pretty much stay in a geographic region or do you move them around? For the most part, they stay within a 300-mile radius of the teams, especially when we get into winter travel. We just don't want to send them into situations where they're going to be facing a lot of icy roads. I mean, they're pulling a van and trailer. Hardsong travels with all their own equipment, does all their own setup. Um, so we try to keep them within that kind of 300-mile bubble um, just for their own safety and for our concern for them. Um, teams traveling on the road is one of my deepest fears and concerns, um, as awesome as it is. I mean, it just can get scary to send eight kids in a van. So so, so the school year is more geographically near the, the campus. Yes. 
But once you get in the summer, mm-hmm. it's 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 nationwide. Yeah. So um, right now we have a pretty strong partnership with a camp called Lake and Camp in Michigan. Um, so we've got a team there usually for six or seven weeks out of the summer. Um, we've also got a strong partnership with um, a ministry called Crossings in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they have two different campuses. One is their Cedarmore campus, and one is their Jonathan Creek campus. So we'll have two teams full time in Kentucky. Um, and then Andrew's team, Orange Team, actually does a lot of Ohio traveling um, with the Southern Baptist Convention, some of their high school camps. They'll be at Scioto Hills. And okay. then for the last half, usually we send them um, at least two teams out to the East Coast to do some traveling in New Hampshire and New Jersey. What's the strategy behind summer camps? So you see a lot of potential students in summer camps um, versus the teams used to travel to church, to church, to church, to church um, throughout the course of a week. In a summer camp, like for example, at Crossings, we see about 500 students every four days. Um, And so that's a lot of impact in a short amount of time and a lot of um, recruiting and intentional ministry that we can do. Um, So kind of focusing in on that ninth to 12th grade region is helpful for Cedarville uh, because we can collect reply cards and get information on prospective students. But also it's it's a great age uh, for ministry. And a lot of students are making a lot of critical life decisions, especially in that 11th and 12th grade range. And so um, it's really, really fun to have conversations with those people. So Heartsong is obviously a ministry, mm-hmm. and that's first and foremost. But you're also on the road to uh, tell the Cedarville story so more students will come to the university, Absolutely. correct? Yes, it's both. We, we talk about the two wings of Heartsong. It's ministry and it's marketing. It's both. So what stories do you tell to your audience when you're, you're sharing Cedarville University? Yeah, for the most part, we have our current students. I mean, there's nothing better. <laughs> there's no better Cedarville advertisement than eight college students who are all Cedarville students who have different majors and different experiences on the stage leading worship together, but then also interacting as kind of functional camp staff. Um, So there's lots of lots of opportunities to talk about um, your courses of study, what professors are doing, what chapel looks like. Um, It just kind of opens the door for us to talk about our Cedarville experience in a lot of ways. That's a great idea. I want to turn over to Andrew uh, a little bit. So I'm curious to know what was your highlight this past summer for your Orange uh, Heart Song team? This past summer. Um, Man, so flashback to a year ago today. Um, I got a brand new team with six new people, uh, just to heart song in general. And the seventh person was new to my team, had been on a different camp before. But what was cool to see, or stressful at the beginning of the year, um, <laughs> was I knew how to do all the steps of heart song, how we, how we set up, how we travel, what does ministry look like at a camp, what does ministry look like at a church, all those features, but no one else did. <laughs> Um, so how do you, the big step was how do you equip a team to function on its own? Cause as, as the team leader, you don't want to be like a slave driver, like <laughs> cracking a whip, getting everyone to like do what they're supposed to do. But ideally you get to a point where you can take your hands off the wheel, uh, let them, let them work and you're there trying to steward the ministry, caring for the people and all that sort of thing. So my highlight was seeing that by the end of the summer, I had a team that was fully equipped and ready to engage uh, in this ministry for future years. How does that look? But flesh that out for our listeners. Yeah. So on Heart Song, we travel with tons of equipment. Um, 
and tons. It's easy to get overwhelmed when you just look at it, but uh, we we carry all of our own stuff, our own soundboard, our own stage racks, our own microphones, everything lighting. Um, it takes a long, long time to set up. So um, just getting a team from point A of, I don't know how to do any of this, to point B, oh, I can do all this. Uh, but beyond that, uh, when we get to a camp and we're hanging out with campers and we're sharing Cedarville and the gospel, doesn't have to be in that order. Right. Um, <laughs> Seeing them come away from that summer just equipped with tools of how do I share Cedarville? How do I share gospel truth in just everyday conversation? Okay, so, how, you know, you still have another year in college. So when you graduate, how do you see your experiences with HeartSong helping you in whatever you're going to be doing? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing HeartSong equips you with, um, I'd say two things. Um, one is how does the gospel change my day-to-day life? As a result of me uh, being a broken sinner now redeemed by like the perfect gift, which is Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, how does that change every interaction I have? How does that change like this interview right here? Um, How does that change how I treat my boss? Uh, How does that change the way I treat my team or in the future, my family? Um, And Heartsong walks us through that whole process. And we get up on a stage and we're singing songs and we're praising, but there's a reason why we're doing that. Um, I'm not up there just to play some fun drum beats and just point at myself. Um, but there's a truth that we are all united around and that's the one thing we're proclaiming. And that truth changes every aspect of our life. And so that's one one big area. The second area uh, is just that uh, Heartsong teaches you how to work with people like no other ministry or job I've ever had. Um, you don't get to pick who you're on a team with. So it's eight people bundled together and you send them out and you're like, okay, get along. If there's problems, <laughs> work it out. Um, but it teaches you how to love one another and it become, becomes kind of like, like almost like a sibling sort of conflict in the sense of like, oh, there's some things these people do that just annoy me. But if the gospel is still true in that situation, uh, if Jesus has already demonstrated uh, insurmountable love for us, surely that must be reflected in every action we do with them. So how do we love them? How do we love uh, camp speakers? How do we love students that don't love the gospel or they don't care about anything? How, how are you supposed to serve them? Um, so... How do you take care of people? It's a big one. Very cool. How have you seen yourself change in the time you've been at Cedarville as a student, through chapel, and through heart song? Yeah. In short, I love God's word more as a result of Cedarville. Uh, freshman year, when I got here, I was put on a heart song team, and um, my team leader um, was a guy who loved the Lord loved the Bible, and it was um, evident in all that he did and in his words. Um, And I'd never, up to that point, I'd never really met someone close to my age who was passionate about that. Um, And that summer, I still remember, uh, I was at one of the camps here on campus, and I was doing my devotions. I was reading Romans. I read Romans 5 outside of the DeVries Theater, and I sat there reading and I just was reading those first few verses and just seeing that like we have 
this insane hope now that we are in Christ. And since then, I remember like a light bulb clicking and, you know, I'd, I'd already uh, surrendered my life to Christ previous years. But at that moment I realized like, man, this hope, this is unfading. This is what my whole life exists for. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since then, just being on fire about God's word and how do we teach that to others? How do we mm-hmm. equip other people mm-hmm. with that? So, Thanks yeah. for sharing that, Andrew. Uh, Ashland, uh, in our final few minutes of the podcast, um, did you go on any summer trips with any of the Heartsong teams? Yes, I did. Uh, this summer and then also when I traveled on teams, I did, yeah. What did you experience this summer that's uh, really um, transformational? Yeah, um, one of my favorite times actually and I'm not just saying this because Andrew's sitting here, but um, seeing Dr. White come in and partner as the camp speaker for one of the camps and then having Heartsong intentionally support what he was preaching through the word with our music sure. made for, I mean, some really, really impactful moments this summer. Um, a lot of life change and a lot of growth in a lot of the students that were at that camp. Um, hearing Dr. White preach on identity yep. to all of these students who are trying to figure out who they are and what their what their faith really looks like and what they believe in. Um, so hearing him preach that our identity is rooted firmly in the person and work of Jesus Christ, that um, we are no longer rejected, but we are accepted, we are adopted, we are loved. Um, so seeing that kind of Cedarville collision this summer was really, really cool for me. That's neat. What is your vision for Heartsong this year? <sighs> this year and every year, I want to see our Heartsong students um, grow, as Andrew was talking about, in their love for the Word to understand um, that it's not about them, that it is about exalting the name of Jesus. Um, I would love to see us continue to be a great resource for the university as far as recruiting and marketing, um, putting Cedarville's name out there. And um, I, I really think that they can have a great impact this year as long as their focus is centered on Christ. Cool. Let me ask one final question, um, and I'll start with Ashlyn. What is your favorite memory or most memorable event uh, from your time with Heart Song. Ooh. And I'm going to ask you the same thing, Andrew. So you better be ready. <laughs> be ready. Um, sounds good. Um, I would think it, it came uh, my first summer traveling on the road. So this would have been back in, oh, 2012 or 2013, the summer. Uh, my first summer traveling um, on the road with a Heart Song team. And man, I was not who I was. <laughs> who I am now. Um, and that's partly due to a conversation where I was having a little bit of conflict with the girl that I traveled with. Um, it wasn't good. I was being horribly selfish, um, and just kind of had functioned through the summer thinking that I didn't need anyone on my team, um, that I could do this by myself and I was going to be the big ministry cheerleader in the end all be all. And, uh, partway through that summer, my team leader pulled me aside and said, Ashlyn, you're not acting in according to the gospel mm. at all. And you really need to examine this in your life. And it was the first time that somebody had confronted me in that way and who had said, I love you and I'm for you and I want to see you flourish and grow in Christ, not just because I want you to look like X, Y, Z, because I want you to look like Jesus. And so that moment radically changed my life radically. And so it's one of my favorite things to talk about with team members that like, I know that conflict is hard and I know that it's hard when your team leader sits down and says, Hey, we probably need to talk about this, but it could be one of those moments that changes your life forever. And you use that in training for absolutely all the time. That's neat. Andrew, how about you? Yeah. Slight uh, in a different vein. I'd say my favorite memory, um, 
was seeing, I think it was my sophomore year, but seeing a student on this campus that we saw as a team the summer before, and they made a decision in light of our time at that camp, hanging out with them, that they made a decision to come here. Um, and then we get to see that a lot. Oh, um, yeah. So this is my, I'm going into my, my fifth year on a team, but I can just walking around campus even like this past week and pointing out kids and like, oh, I remember when they were at this camp. Mm -hmm. I remember when they were at worship camp. I remember when they were at Seneca Lake or Harvey Cedars. Yeah. Um, and we love Cedarville a lot. And I think <laughs> Cedarville offers a lot of just amazing and incredible opportunities. We would love for every kid on the road to experience that. Um, but it's cool that um, our ministry at these camps brings kids here, brings yeah. kids to school. That's great. So I want to thank Ashlyn Robinette and Andrew Heil for joining me today. Thank you so much yeah. for having us. Thank you. It was very fun. It. Great to have you. Thank you for listening to Cedarville Stories, brought to you by Cedarville University. Be sure to rate and review Cedarville Stories on your favorite podcast provider and share with friends. You can also follow Cedarville University on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you to Logan Hayes for producing today's episode, Clem Boyd and Sarah Gump for marketing the podcast, and most importantly, you, the listener, for joining us today. Come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.